Steve Clark and welcome to this edition of The Track. The event season at Brooklyn's really got underway in August, beginning with the members' own classic car show and auto jumble, followed by the rescheduled motorcycle show. Tim took a look round the jumble and spoke to a couple of the judges in the car show, Sarah Crabtree and Julian Grimwade. The show is a family event and featured live music from the local ukulele group and Gentleman Tim and his contenders. We'll hear a live track from them and the ukes pop up throughout the programme. Meanwhile, Mark Jarman took the opportunity to catch up with author and motorcycle adventurer Zoe Cano about her new book and future plans. We also hear from one of the museum volunteers about the new Driven by Design exhibition and a new electric motorbike company based locally. But first, Tim talks the Adelstone-based group included the youngest ever to ride up in a notorious test hill at the tender age of just six years old. Well, a lot of youngsters with you here, so what group are you from? Yeah, we're Surrey Youth Motorcycle Trials Club and uh, we are based um, over in Adelstone and uh, we run events uh, on the second Saturday of every month and uh, it's open to beginners um, we cater from the age of four upwards and uh, we've got a selection of riders here today on uh, petrol bikes, on electric bikes and uh, we've got mostly their sort of uh, sons and daughters of uh, trials enthusiasts like myself. I've got my daughter here with me over there. Um, we've got uh, lots of people and very good riders. We've even got an ex-British champion with us at the moment. So. Uh, it's, oh, uh, it's so pretty, pretty good fun, I should think, with the youngsters out there. And now you're all going to go up Test Hill, by the look of it. Yes, uh, we've got a few people here that are a bit sort of dubious about it, but I'm sure they'll be fine. I'm sure they will. It should be great, I think. It's lovely to see the youngsters getting involved in, in the sport like this. It's, it takes an immense amount of confidence. It teaches them self-control and discipline, and it, it gives them another platform for socialising with other kids of their age. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, they were, they were pretty young, some of those there. They, they range from, there is a little girl who comes along, she doesn't do the circuit just yet, she's too small, but she's only three years old. Three? A, a crash helmet comes down like that and it's over her eyes, she can't see where she's going, bless her. But she's <laughs> That's amazing. So when they get a bit too old for it, what do they do? Well, they go to a certain age in the Surrey Youth, and then they have other options, other, other trials clubs they can go and ride with. Some of them go on to ride in the British Championships, some of them progress on to the Surrey schoolboys, which run alongside Surrey youth. And that's for the older kids, more the teenagers and the dads. Yeah. Um, we've just started an adult trial on the morning. Well, so we have the adults trial starts at 10 o'clock in the morning and the, and the child's trial starts at two. And we have to do eight sections, four circuits, and then your overall score is, is calculated from them points, whether you put your foot down or so on and so forth. Or whether you missed the gate, or whether you fell off yeah, <laughs> with yeah, the dads. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of the dads fall off. Me, me is one of them. So we're over to the race bays now, and we've got the Surrey Youth Motorcycle Trials Sports Club here. And on the Campbell Lawn, we've got a, a little mini trials course set up. So what are they doing here? Well, they're just having a little practice, getting used to various little obstacles. If, if the parents bring the kids along, on, on a trial weekend, the dates are posted on, on the leaflets on the stand. These bikes here, we've got 
they brought their balls along and, and you can bring your kid along and they can have, have, a, have a go and, and just see if they like it without going out to lay out their immense enormous amount of cash yeah, you're going to lay out because yeah. they're not cheap, some of them. It can be done relatively cheaply, but it is pounds per laugh. You won't spend no, your money on anything better. Great fun, I think. Find your feet with, with the sport. Um, and then, obviously, they, they either choose to progress up to the bigger bikes or they go on to a petrol. That depends on the parent, really. If you're mechanically right. minded and you can fiddle about with a clutch and a carburetor and brakes, then you go petrol. But if you're electric, it's easy. It's very low maintenance. You just take them home, you put a bit of grease on the chain and you plug it in and, and charge it. the batteries. Yeah, and nothing else. And give it, well, you give it a wash and uh, polish it up, ready for the next thing. Yeah, it's, it's ideal. So if people wanted to do this, how, how do they join up? They just come along to any of the meets. I think the meets are once a month, every second weekend of the month. And we're either at um, Kitsmead or Brackendine, which is behind Chelsea Fire Station, where the big um, BMX track is. And they come along and speak to Ernie or Steve. Ernie, Ernie will let them ride the bikes if he's got them with him. Uh, but if not, there's other people there quite happy to introduce you them. Just have a go, sport. really. And you just come along, have a go, have a play. Yeah, so that, that's from age about three, then, is it? I'm age three upwards. Hiya, Charlie. How are you doing? You enjoyed yourself today? Yeah. What did you think about going up the Test Hill? It was scary at first, but it, once you do it the first time, it's all right. You looked a little bit frightened when you first went up there, but I think by the second time, okay? Yeah. I was more confident the second time than I was the first time. And what sort of things do you do at the club? We all go to the place about 8 o'clock and then we, we get our bikes ready, we warm them up and then we have a meeting to like a little brief of what we're going to do and then we go around all the sections and try our best to score the best points. I think the best thing is about having fun, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I love it. It's fun. Fantastic. Thank you, Charlie. OK, we're still at the bottom of the test hill and we've got a couple of lovely looking bikes here. Uh, I believe they're not quite what they seem. Could you tell us a bit about these bikes, please? Yeah, sure. My name's Connor. I'm from a company called Spark Motos. And we've got an Energica, which is a customised Italian bike going up the hill as well as a Zero SRS Premium. Um, this one is 0 to 60 in approximately 2.6 seconds, and this one is slightly under four seconds. So we're all being the members today will enjoy uh, seeing the bikes go up the hill. And they've been fabulous. Both these bikes have already gone up the test hill um, very quietly and very quickly. Absolutely. Uh, people are surprised. First, sometimes the first thing they notice is that there's no noise. But uh, they've been very quick up the hill because the acceleration is huge on these machines uh, on account of the configuration of the electricity and the delivery to the wheels. And are these going to be production bikes? They are both production bikes. We sell them in Adelston. Uh, we sell the Energica machines and we sell considerable volumes of the Zero bikes here which are manufactured in California. The Energica, the red one here, is made in Medina in Italy. But it's a very limited production run. It's a relatively new company where Zero have been making bikes since 2006. Brilliant, thank you very much. Thank you.
So it's lovely to see you here. It's How are you keeping? I am keeping very well since I've now been here at Brooklands for past hour and I can see that life actually does exist, that people are really happy to be back and thank you all for inviting me. But the interesting thing is during lockdown things do happen and I have actually finished and I during lockdown finished my latest book which was quite apt as people don't seem to be travelling much now on their classic vehicles is the new mini escapades around the British Isles. A classic stories of over 30 years worth of journeys I've accomplished on scooters, mopeds, mobilettes from France, sailing during the total eclipse and motorcycling around Ireland and Scotland. So it's been quite apt, but it's great. It's a sunny day and we're looking forward to seeing everybody coming in. And um, yeah, I'm a happy camper. Thank you. How, how many years of work is that in the sense of going around the British Isles? About did you say? 30 years. It's, what I thought during or even before lockdown was more and more people were asking me to write another story, another book. Unfortunately, during the epidemic, I was going to go on a cargo container ship to Brazil. You can imagine the entire cargo container industry stopped passengers using their ships. And I thought, you know what? Another book of a compilation of stories, which I can obviously glean from my library up here. And I started writing. And it first started with the big story I'd done in 2001, or no, 1998, the eclipse across the channel, when I went with a crazy sailor from England to France in an old battered sailing boat, almost got killed. And I thought, you know, there's a story behind that. And then I thought to myself, you know what? I went around Wales on a scooter. Are people going to even, you know, want to read that? And more and more people I asked said, yeah, Zoe, put the bloody stories together, you know, just encapsulate a small storybook, and which I did, and it's been great. So that's created a little bit of merriment during lockdown. And then when I was informed that we were going to have the big show here today, I knocked on Brooklyn's door and I said, please, sir, can I come along? And they said, of course you can, Zoe. And there we go. So very happy. So what have you got plans for the next 12 months in, in, on the basis that we are allowed to start travelling perhaps in the autumn? What, what's on the agenda? Well, interestingly, I made a big decision, and I think this is probably the same for a lot of people here, not only in the UK but worldwide, was trying to reassess priorities on how and where we want to go travelling. I'd had two big trips cancelled. I was going to go up through the Norwegian fjords in a ship. I was going to go to Brazil, as I've already said. Um, and I got reimbursed back from those journeys because they were all cancelled. Um, so I decided to make a big step, and this is news because it won't be visible here at Brooklyn's for another six months, but I have invested in a little camper van. I bought a new vehicle. I'm going to get some guys in East London to renovate it, which means I can put my bike on the back of the van and have actually somewhere to stay over longer and extended periods of time. But I wasn't content from there. I thought, I've got no wheels. I've got to get two wheels. So I got from Marseille in France, and you're going to laugh at this. As long as you can travel, it doesn't matter what kind of wheels you use. Old, new, prefabricated, renovated, whatever. And I bought an old, what they call, mobilette. And it's an old vintage, 1976, uh, 50cc mobilette that you actually pedal to start which you'd have seen probably back in the time the postman in France used to go around the countryside and deliver their letters with these great big panniers on the side 
And this little Honda Chico, which they're called in France, it's because it's got a different name in England, um, I've started renovating, and uh, hopefully it'll be seen here at Brooklyn's Motorcycle Show in two weeks. Are you going to do Europe to start off with? with the? Uh... Yeah, I, I, I had put it, again, as a, it was another sort of idea for a new storyline, uh, was the um, trip around the Iberian Peninsula. Now, if you look at it geographically on old maps or vintage maps, the Iberian Peninsula is seen as the entire Atlantic coast. So you'd get across from into Boulogne or into San Sebastian in Spain, and it's the entire coastline down through the, old, uh, the western coast of Portugal, down through the Algarve, and then back up to the Pyrenees. And I just thought, because it's quite an interesting journey, and there's actually what they call through central Portugal, the Portuguese Route 66. And it's quite, for the biker community, it's better known, but it's actually a beautiful route that's still very little known. So that's something, again, I might be doing.
Gentleman Tim and his contenders live there at the uh, Brookner's Members Classic Car Show and Jumble. Uh, next we head over there to find out a little bit about the pride of ownership judging and uh, we'll take a walk around the Jumble itself. Well thank you for being our judges today. Not an easy task especially the ones that have got the baby boomers which seem to have gone up round the banking so uh, should be a good show. So we've got here a couple of the judges for the Pride of Ownership competition today at the Brooklyn's Classic Car Show. Uh, Julian Grimweed and Sarah Crabtree from Bangers and Cash. And you're going to be judging some cars today. Do you, do you know what you're judging? We are going to be judging the best in show, I believe. Yeah. And we are also going to be judging the modifieds when we find them. <laughs> if we find them. I think there's a few around, so we'll have a good look. And, and what's your criteria for the judging? Well, Julian, I mean, well, I think we're going to have very different criteria. So this Sarah's going to want British Leyland. And I'm just going to want something that makes somebody happy, I think. I'll work on that criteria. Yeah, I think as long as it makes you smile as you walk up to it. Yeah. Surely, yeah. surely that's a winner. I think you're right. Well, good luck in your judging. Thank you very much. overall part of the show goes to the lovely Bentley just to my left. The only We're walking around the, the busy auto jumble area, which is more than just uh, car parts. There are vintage items, there's clothing, there are books, there are badges, there are models. I'm standing next to a stand that's got a lot of uh, model buses on it. I'm just walking into one now that's got uh, a pedal car, it's got a rather lovely ship's bell, it's got a propeller. In fact, a couple of propellers on this stand and lots of nice brass bits. So we're going to try and find the owner of this stand. Okay, we're on to the stand with Eric Freestone. It's got a, it's got a variety of items. Um, what sort of items do you sell on your stand? Well, I suppose it relates both air, sea, and land, really, uh, from motoring to sailing to aeroplanes. So all sorts of different things. Um, I'm always curious where people find these things to put on their stand. So am I. <laughs> it's not easy. They just turn up at other sales or... Auctions? Never go to sales. No. No. Through contacts only. There's some interesting items. What do, you, what do you think is the most interesting on your stand? Uh, probably the one I've just put in the van, which was uh, an engine-powered boat, six foot long. A six foot long engine-powered boat. So what, a petrol engine in it? Petrol engine, yes. Um, I think an Italian motorbike engine or something, probably about 50cc. Right, and uh, unless you've got a propeller on the front, uh, wh yeah, that's what's that one about? It's only a part, part the one end of a propeller really. After the war, I expect they cut the other end off to make a photo frame, which was very normal. It's a gypsy major from around 1935. So there's all sorts of things uh, as we walk along here. We've come across a stand that's selling, looks like old magazines, pictures, various things like that. Okay, we're here with, uh, I think it's Jeremy Wood. Jeremy Wood, who's the owner of this stand. And what sort of items do you sell on your stand? Uh, really motoring <laughs> photographs, uh, of Brooklyn's particularly of an interest. And, uh, 
I joined the Brooklyn Society in 1965 um, and was a member the, the, in, until it uh, ceased in the uh, I don't know 2015 or 14 or whatever and then I joined the Brooklyn's Trust so uh, I've supported your wonderful museum for all that time. On your stand what would you say is the most interesting item you've got here? Well I've got a lot of original Brooklyn's photos um, uh, from the 1920s and uh, uh, I try and find, uh, I mean I sell copy photos as well because a lot of people just want an inexpensive uh, uh, copy to put on their wall but um, uh, I always like to find original photos and particularly uh, a small, often small uh, snapshots rather than necessarily the press photos because they're often unique and it's the only copy of that uh, of that photograph that's available. Come across another one here with a variety of books, but also uh, a rather nice collection of model cars on here. And I'm going to speak to Philip Parfit about this. Hi, Philip. Hello there. And can you tell us a bit about your model car collection you have here? Yeah, they're all scratch built, made from wood. I don't know who made them, but uh, they're all pretty, pretty good little models of the cars of the 50s and 60s really yeah they, they do look a bit unusual you no idea who the person that made no. them was did they all came in the same lot when you uh, you got hold of them yes they were all uh, just one collection that we bought yeah how do you normally find things like that because they're quite unusual uh, they came from an auction and uh, as we get quite a lot of stuff from auctions and people selling us stuff private private collections and things so is that your main source, or do people come to you with things and offer them? Yes, quite a lot of that comes from other people, yeah. Okay, we just moved along a bit. Um, we have some vintage clothing by the look of it, and other vintage items on this stall. We'll just speak to the owner of that. Okay, we found James, uh, who's in charge of this stand. Uh, is this your first show at Brooklyn's? It is, definitely, yes. I'll probably do some more, if we can sell enough stuff today. It'll be good. They've got a variety of things on here. You've got some vintage clothing. Um, I don't know how you describe it, really. Gift items? Or? Yeah, yes. stuff we've collected over the last 30 years of being involved in motorsport and vintage clothing, really. And what got you into doing this sort of thing? What, the vintage clothing? Anything? Well, the vintage clothing is rock and roll and um, having a good time, really which is what it's all about these days. So a bit of a rock and roller? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that right age. Yes, as most of us are now. Absolutely. Have you been doing this long? Uh, yeah, it's probably 15, 20 years. Yeah, right. yeah. Is, um, we don't do many stalls, must admit, because it's mainly a loft clear out and the stuff we've collected and you can't keep everything. I see you've got a, a knitted clown down there, is that? With oh, Caterham yeah, 7 yeah, written that, on it. That was a customer that actually uh, donated that to the workshop uh, and, uh, now he's got to go as we're now in semi-retirement w were the caterums your business before yes yes caterum service agent for 30 years uh, south london all right so um, we've got some caterum parts here if yeah. anybody's interested but it's all a little bit too new for brooklyn's i think well i think i've seen was there a couple came in this morning i think a couple did come in this morning yeah but we do get Caterham 7s here quite a lot. Yeah, sure. It's 73 onwards, so it's probably not as old as it should be here. Yeah, I, our members have all sorts of interests, so they have all sorts of different cars, which is what this show is all about yeah. on the Classic Car Show. So it shows um, the depth of their interest from yeah, modern sure. classics, like you know, the Caterham 7 perhaps, yeah. back to uh, pre-war cars.
There's a new exhibition at Brooklyn's called Driven by Design and during the Classic Car Show uh, I walked across there to find a little bit more about it. Okay, we've come across to uh, what used to be the balloon hangar opposite Concord at Brooklyn's and uh, there's a new exhibition in here and we've got one of the the volunteers nick bond who's going to tell us a little bit about the the mclaren exhibition what's it all about nick the, the purpose of it is to demonstrate to um stem students or or, stu- or young people between the ages of 12 to 18 that uh they can go into uh, a career in uh, automotive engineering but it's not just it's not just a question of getting a, a, a degree in engineering. You can enter by with a degree in art, for example, or in design. There are, there are many paths into engineering. And what we're trying to show in this exhibition is uh, the, the different ways in. And we're comparing it or, or we're contrasting it with innovation and uh, the inspiration that um, Brooklyn's personalities used people like John Cobb and Reed Railton their inspirational efforts and engineering and we're trying to link McLaren with Brooklyn's uh, in the same way and the exhibition as it stands we can see uh, three cars in here could you tell us about the three cars that are in here yes well the orange one in fact is a model it's a full a full-scale model it's not an actual car uh, the, the, the Senna version with, in black and orange is a full-scale model that was built when they were designing the, the final version of the Senna. The white car, the black and white car, is the Senna McLaren GTR. Uh, it's a, it was a limited edition. There were only 75 made. If you had £750,000, you could have bought one. But the 75 was sold out just like that. It's just incredible. And then we have a full-scale Lego model of a McLaren 720S, 280,000 separate Lego bricks. Uh, It took 2,000 hours to make and there was a team of six people uh, who, um, well like I say, worked on it for 2,000 hours. It's a long time and it certainly is a a big model if you come into Brooklyn's. Do make your way over to the, the exhibition which is opposite the Concord. Brooklyn's News. The museum continues to catch up on events with uh, three great events taking place in September. On the 5th we have the American Car Day for all things US, lots of chrome and big engines. Then on the 12th of September there's a very special event where we pay tribute to Sir Sterling Moss and there'll be over 30 of the vehicles that he actually drove present at the museum on that day. Uh, Then on the 26th of September, we have the ever-popular Emergency Services Day. Lots of blue lights and two-tones for that one. And the members uh, are not to be outdone either. On the 16th of September, we have Like Father, Like Son, the tale of two RAF pilots. That's with former Air Marshal Black Robertson. Then uh, we follow that up in October on the 16th. Uh, with a special interview with the former racing driver and TV presenter Tiff Needell. You can look out for all these events on the museum website, brooklandsmuseum.com. Thanks for listening. 